0: Chanel. Hi, I'm Stacy.
1: Hey nerds, this is Ashley.
0: And this is Fanfic Fanatics.
1: guys welcome to one shot wednesday hello what's up nerds (laughs) um so today's one shot will be rilo themed and it is called chase all your cares away and it is by the epic loves bit cut eight One of my personal favorite fanfic authors. And so I'm going to read you this one shot and then me and the ladies are going to talk about it. They haven't read it. So this will be their first time hearing it.
0: We're excited. Mm -hmm. So it'll be
1: all off the cuff. It's when he smiles. She's never seen it before. And it pauses her in mid conversation with Finn, his lips, the ones that are always trembling or too red or too full part. And he has teeth. Of course he has teeth, but she's never seen them. She tries to remember the forest. The last time he hissed at her, spitting words about the force and teachers. Maybe he had teeth thin. But as one of the pilots tells a story about getting stuck in an air vent for six hours, Ray watches across the mess hall as the rest of them laugh and snort their cafe and wipe tears from their eyes. And Ben Solo smiles. He arrived a month after Crate. He sh- his shuttle had entered their stratosphere with a message from General Leia Orega. Ray had... Watched as Poe had screamed at her about traps and emotional warfare, but Leia had stepped out of their bunker and headed through the field towards the Black Shuttle. Poe had organized all Resistance members to hold weapons on Kylo Ren as the shuttle ramp dropped. Rey had stood at a window with her heart in her throat, breath catching at the sight of him. Leia had spoken to him briefly before. Her hand had squeezed his shoulder and her other hand had taken the offered lightsaber. A flash of fear as Rey remembered the way Han Solo died. And then the confusion as Leia led her son towards the bunker, walking in front of every blaster and disappearing with him behind a door. That was three months ago. And now Ben Solo is here and he sits at the pilot's table and he smiles. Ray looks away, taking her bread roll, freshly baked, not powdered and risen, and stashes it in her pocket. She stands with her dinner tray, places it gently in the pile to be washed, and heads back to her bunker. She thought he would have sought her out by now. She thought that maybe they had things to discuss. Leia never explained to them why he was here, just that he wasn't there anymore. She thought maybe, maybe it had something to do with her. But in his spare time, when he wasn't handing over first order schematic and strategy and passcodes, he was trying his best to make friends. Finn was the only person not welcoming to him. It had taken Poe some time as well, but last month when Ben had covered Poe's X wing against the First Order, the two of them had taken on 30... 30- TIE fighters alone. It had significantly changed Poe's views. Ben had even found Rose down in the engine room one day, spending the day fixing a few droids with her. Ben had thrown a fit, not speaking to Rose for a few days until Ray had to step in. Ray finishes her bread roll on her bunk and waters her dry flour she found in the wanderings of this new planet. She goes to sleep early, wondering what other things make Ben Solo smile. A great many things, it turns out. An extra serving of spice cake, a solid hit to a practice dummy, the hum of a repaired calcinator, and people. People make Ben smile, too. Poe can knock his elbow with his easy grin in place, and when Ben leans down to listen to the whispered camaraderie, Ben Solo smiles. Snap Wexley can spill his rib juice down the front of his evening meal, and when the pilots laugh, and Snap grabs her claws with a sheepish grin, Ben Solo smiles. Rose can jump up and down the hallway, screeching joyfully about the medical droid that they had started on together, and when she grabs his wrist and tugs him along behind her... Ben Solo smiles. Just talk to him, Finn grumbles one morning. Ray pulls her eyes off of Ben Solo's teeth as he bites back a grin at Poe's joke. Hmm? You're obvious, Ray. Finn sniffs his calf moodily and Ray blinks at him. Obvious? I don't. I don't know if you're doing this for me or if you're actually mad at him. Doing what? All of her attention focused on Finn. Ben Solo's teeth pressing into the bottom of his lip fades away. Avoiding him. Ray swallows. I'm not the one avoiding. I don't care if you don't want to be friends with him too. Finn sighs. Poe tells me I'm being unreasonable that if he could get past being tortured by the guy, then I shouldn't hold a grudge. But I know you and him have a connection or something. Finn hisses the word like it tastes unpleasant in his mouth. I I don't know what we have anymore. It's been... Quiet. Ray frowns down at the cup of her calf. Well, either go talk to him or stop staring at him, Finn says. Ray's eyes snap up to him. It makes me uncomfortable to have you just stare at someone when I'm trying to talk to you. Guilt digs into her ribs. I'm sorry, Finn. I didn't. Don't apologize. He stands. Just do something different. When she's alone at their table, she realizes that her eyes do drift and her mind does wander. Ben Solo's teeth appear again when he parts his lip. A small smile as Pope slaps him on the back. Ray stands, a bit premature, seeing as she has no idea what she's about to do. She climbs off the bench, knees getting a bit stuck around the table, like a child just learning to move. Two steps away from her table, she abruptly turns back, grabbing for the tray she forgot to clear. The utensils clatter, she tries to drop everything into the washing bin, and her fingers dip into something sticky. Get it together, she hisses to herself. She crosses the mess hall, finding it so much larger than she remembered. And when she approaches, one of the pilots bids them goodnight. She quickly slides into his place at the table just next to Snap and directly across from Ben. Sunshine Snap slings his arm around her shoulders, but Ray's eyes are glued to Ben. His eyes flicker to her once, and then he focuses down on a spice cake. Spice cake makes him smile. Poe welcomes her asking for her if she'd heard about the recon mission this morning before she can answer that. Yes, she'd heard Poe launches into a story embellishing and reenacting. Poe's stories make him smile. Snap mocks Poe, correcting him and slamming his fist on the table with a booming laugh. Whenever Poe tries to exaggerate his side of the mission, the table laughs and they shove at each other. His new friends at the pilot's table make him smile. Ray sits quietly enjoying the laughter and nodding at all the right times, but her mind is elsewhere. Because none of these things are making Ben Solo smile anymore. Not since she sat down. He only stares at a spice cake, taking small bites, and listening to Poe tell the same stories he did before. And she feels like a ripper rapper has sliced open her stomach, leaving only a gaping hole. Ray spends half a day on the whole net searching for the word joke. Many of the results are not funny. Some are easily guessed, such as, what does a cop got or get eat for breakfast? A handful of Nans, of course. She rolls her eyes. But she finds one that's so like a story with intricate details, and she commits it to memory in a three-part structure. The joke isn't until the very end, and when she reads it, her lips part into a smile. She memorizes it and then bounces into the hangar the next day, a printed version tucked away in her trousers. Ben is doing maintenance on his X-Wing with Snap, and Ray beelines for them. Snap will enjoy a good joke, and hopefully if it does well, Ben will too. I have a story, she proudly announces, placing her hands on her hips. Ben glances at her before turning back to his toolkit. Snap smiles big. Sure, sunshine. She takes a big breath and then begins in a theatrical voice. I was in the cantina yesterday and I met a human male who had nine fingers. There's a cantina out here? Snap asks, brows lifting, or I, I mean watering holes. She blinks at Snap, shrugs and gestures for her to continue. And I met a man with nine fingers. Who has nine fingers? Poe cuts in, joining them with a greasy towel between his hands. She looks at Ben. He could walk away at any moment. The man I met in the cantina yesterday. There's a cantina out here? Poe looks at Snap with a wide, excited eyes. No, I mean, she huffs. It's more like a watering hole. Which one? Poe wipes his sweaty face in the inside of his shirt. She squeaks something, trying to regain her footing, and then she hears she's trying to tell a joke. Looking over to him, he's twisting a wrench and frowning at his shoes. He doesn't look up at her when Poe and Snap give the big ohs and then give her attention fully to her, like a child doing a puppet show. As she stamens her way through the rest, Snap laughs broadly and Poe grins at her, grins big at her and continues to repeat the punchline for hours after. Ben continues twisting his wrench, tightening the bolts on his X-Wing. Leia is able to barter for a new cruiser from an old contact and the resistant moves to the base of the outer rim so their mechanics can work into the into top shape. Ray doesn't mind the change of scenery, but she has replanted her dried flowers in a harsh earth before they board the shuttle out. Rose is ecstatic, bouncing everywhere. She was bubbling with enthusiasm in every sentence. When she sees Ben's name on the list of mechanics heading over to the cruiser, she types her name in. She would have done it anyway. She would have contributed and done her part. But while she excelled at engines and repairs... She managed to sign up for the firing system and defensive shields just under his name. They show up for transport to the cruiser bright and early, and she's shocked to see him out of black, dark gray trousers with black boots and a light tunic. She can't think of anything as they listen to instruction in the hangar, except he looks like his father. He fixes things with the force. Of course he does. Ray does, too. But it still surprises her to find wrenches floating towards him and levers lowering down on their own while he focuses on the computer system. Maybe that's why he doesn't hear her approach. Or maybe he does here and ignores her, as always. She's considered carefully. She knows that he was offering her more than the galaxy when he offered his hand. She knows that when she does catch his eyes, they dip to her chest or her waist or her hips before they inevitably move away. And she knows that when Rose reaches up on her tiptoes to press a goodnight kiss against Finn's cheek he blushes at the corners of his mouth curve upwards. So when she reaches out with the force to find that they are alone in this section of the ship. And when his heartbeat picks up, as she comes to stand next to him on the computer monitor, she knows that this is her chance when he turns to give her his attention. How's it coming along? She asks, hardly knowing what she's talking about. His eyes flicker between her, just as they had in the turbo when he took her to Snoke. We'll know more. Once the generators start running, his voice is low and dark. No need to speak loudly in this quiet room. She nods like he said something important, and then she reaches up on her toes, like Rose does, and presses her mouth to his. His lips are cold and soft. They don't move against hers. had so she rolls back down and watches his mouth, waiting to see if that did it, if she could bring him any kind of joy like Spice Cake does. The nothing that crosses his features slices her in two. Until the data pad between the large fingers clatters to the floor, and his hands are on her jaw, tilting her face backwards, pressing pressing his body to hers, and pushing his lips to her lips. A rattling breath is drawn from her lungs into his, and his mouth opens hers, his tongue slipping in to taste her. Her hands rise to his elbows, not knowing where to go. He tilts her face, and before she can catch a breath, he's inside of her again, searching, testing, and taking. Ray is lost, the feeling of his tongue along hers, his lips demanding things from her. It's better than she imagined in her limited fantasies. She didn't know a person could do these things to another person. Her hands slide up, sliding along his shoulders until she's stretched off on her toes again. One of his arms wraps around her waist, and they're pressed tightly together, his thin tunic bringing forth the memory of his chest, how wide he is and how much he wanted to touch. She moans, something quiet and yearning, and he pushes her back against the console with his hips tight to hers. She can feel him. Ray, are you still down there? At Rose's voice, they jump away from each other like a coiled spring shooting off in different directions. Yes, she calls out, pushing her hair back into place as Ben retrieves the data pad he's discarded just before Rose bounces into the room Ray glances at him hoping to see something on his face besides the flush cheek- cheekbones and kiss bruised lips he looks entirely normal as if nothing happened Rose had turned on the generator it was time to test the firing system and Ben Solo still hadn't smiled they don't stand near each other on the shuttle back but Ray's lips are still buzzing it's like she can taste him whenever she wets her lips she isn't sure what she expected kissing him softly is still kissing him and in the innumerable flashes of fantasies that she's had from- of the moment she's never figured out exactly how they ended. Her daydreams would press on hungrily and in some instances they would find a mattress and burn brighter. But she's never dreamed of the moment where the kiss ends and he smiles down at her with a thank you. She already knew in her heart it wouldn't be like that so she slings off to her bunk at the end of a long day skipping dinner and dreaming of things that could have happened if Rose hadn't interrupted. Nothing changes and Ray's not sure she thought they would. He still sets with the pilots, grinning at Snap and nodding with Poe. He still bites into a spice cake with a content curl of his lips, and Ray still watches, and Finn still grumbles about it. When they work on the cruiser next, there are more engines in the control room where he is fixing the firing systems. The only difference she thinks is she can hear his heartbeat amongst the voices and crackling gears. She listens to it pound as she works with the w- wiring in the console. He had her pressed up against the day before. She considers opening the bond at night as she's halfway between clothed and naked, wondering if he'd press on the other side too, like a door she could open and he could fall through. She lies in her bunk, runs her fingers through her slippery entrance, thinking about kissing him again. Only this time he would smile down at her and whisper her name against her skin with parted lips and dimpled cheeks. She comes, a squeaking sound bursting from her throat and slaps her hand over her mouth to keep from waking her bunkmates. She decides to take a risk risk the next evening. Standing with her serving a spice cake wrapped in a tissue in her hand, she waits for Ben to come out of the mess hall. She left early and placed and paced in front of the doors until the pilots started trickling out. Finn and Rose pass her with a good night. and She manages to nod back while her throat constricts and her heartbeat lives in her fingertip. He lumbers through the doors, chatting with someone, and it's not until they step closer that Ray sees that it's Cadell. Ray blinks. Cadell gestures quickly, eyes bright, dripping over him. And then she laughs and Ben smiles down at her, a curl of his lips stretching to his eyes. And it slices her like a saber through her gut to see him grin so easily at someone. Someone who wasn't her. She feels the acid in her stomach as she runs back to her bunk and throws herself down on her pillow like a child. She wonders if her chest has truly cracked in two. She tries to breathe through... At all for an hour, the small spice cake drifting through her nose where it's crumbled in her hand. Perhaps the reason he hadn't smiled at her is because she couldn't make him happy. Perhaps there's someone else who could. Ray thinks on it as tears slowly fall from her cheek. Cadell stumbles through the door a half hour later with another roommate, and Ray listens to them giggle and hush each other. Ray, Cadell whispers, Ray, I have the most wonderful thing to tell you. She stares at her wall and fringes sleep. In the Jakku desert, she had to get used to people stealing things that wasn't hers if she didn't take care of them. And her time with the resistance, she'd forgotten how. They go out on the cruiser the next day. Ray requests a change to the mechanic wiring room, and with a gentle nudge from the Force, the officer approves without comment. She's in the bowels of the starship, sparking wires together and stripping copper when she feels a presence. There's leagues of space between her and the next technician, so she knows the person approaching is coming with purpose. The Force tugs on her ribs, curling low in her stomach and tasting sweet on her tongue. Ben is coming. Her heart pounds even as her lungs ache. She's pretending to rewire console when she finally hears the footsteps. She's conducting electricity as he turns into the small room she's working in and shocks herself with a yelp and he whispers Ray. She sucks on her finger in her mouth and turns to him. His eyes flicker down to her injury before coming back to her face. Do you need a medic? She thinks he might be joking. It was a spark against her skin, nothing more violent than what the forces done to them months ago as she sat shivering in a scratchy blanket, reaching out for his hand, but she feels his anxiety nonetheless. No, it's nothing. With nothing else to say to each other, she spins back to wiring. It's quiet as she tries to remember what section she was working on. He steps up beside her and says, how's it coming? The same insane question she asked him last week before she kissed him. She feels her skin burn and her pulse thrum. He's wearing his father's clothing again, and she has to curl her fingers into her palms to keep from reaching out for the linen. We'll know more once the generators start running. She echoes back at him. He's close to her when she looks in his eyes, dark and wanting. She thinks maybe it's his cue to kiss her now, but he simply swallows and looks away, and she thinks of Cadell. The spice cake, the practice dummies, and all the other things that aren't her. And before she can say anything, he steals the exact words from her lips with, I shouldn't have kissed you. Not like that. I'd like to apologize. She watches him stare at the circuit board and feels her own apology float away. Apologize. He nods. I wasn't thinking. He interrupts himself with a deep breath and says, I took what I wanted instead of. He swallows and rake in hear His throat click in the quiet room. I should have honored what you wanted. Did it make you happy? She can feel her blood rocketing through her veins. The possibility inching closer. He closes his eyes and presses his lips together, trying to keep his soul inside of his skin and says, yes, painfully so. He gasps in surprise when she curls her arms around his neck, forcing herself into the space between the front and the wall paneling. She's up on her toes again and pressing her her dry lips to his. A half second of hesitation before she tries to push inside his mouth, parting his lips, tasting spices and calf. Pulling away from his mouth, his hands are on her waist to hold her back, and he stares down at her and says, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be like this. I want to make you happy, she whispers. And she thinks maybe... The way he gazes down at her and his hands lift to her cheeks might be worth every smile she's seen in the past three months. I have something, he mumbles, shuffling through his pockets until he produces a small bundle. He holds it in the tight space between them and then uses the force to unravel the twine and a small green stem and a handful of dirt curls upwards towards her. Cadell said you used to have a flower and it made you smile. Ray stares at the little stem in the palm of her hand, a small leaf shivering with the breath between them. I found a clearing this morning about an hour's hike from the base. He says, I I can take you there sometime. If you'd like, he takes a shaky breath and Ray tears her eyes away from the life in his hands. But I thought you might want to pot this and you brought this for me. Her mind is spinning with thoughts of an hour's hike and asking her mates about knickknacks and the scent of him standing so close. I thought it would make you smile, he says. You don't smile much, and I thought maybe maybe it had to do with me, that you didn't want me here. She presses her mouth to his and just barely moves the plant out of the way on the table before she wraps her body close to him, bringing their chest together. He tilts his face so he can taste her, and her back lands against the wall. Her arms slither around his chest, filling the thin linen under her fingertips as she slides over his broad back. She slides into his mouth, and his tongue twists around hers, making her toes curl. Tugging at his tunic, she pulls it out of his tight trousers. The first touch of her fingers on his skin and his r- hips roll into her. Sorry, he rumbles. She drags her short nails across his sides and his body shakes with it. Ben, she says against his lips, could you be happy with me? He stares down at her eyes, his nose brushing hers as he says, "I came here for you. Any lifetime where I can be close to you makes me happy." The heavy stones have been pressed against her chest all these months, lift one by one, and she is calm and focused in the forest. She smiles at him, and he holds her face in his palms carefully, like catching sunshine. Perfect, he murmurs his lips to her again. Ray smiles and kisses a path down his jaw. Ray smiles as he helps her tug his shirt over his shoulders, and Ray smiles at the look in his eyes when she jumps up around his waist. Their groins press closely together. She thinks maybe she can live without Ben Solo smiling at her. If he continues to stare at her with the open mouth wonder in the way he is now, maybe she can live without it. If she can hear his sighs when her wrappings come off and his groans when his fingers dip into her trousers and as he whispers praises when she kisses his neck, maybe she doesn't need to say the see the way his chinks dimple or his teeth bite into his bottom lip. Ben has her held against the wall, his trousers at his ankles as he put as hers pushed off of one leg, and he's holding her up with his arms, murmuring about wanting to give her a bed and wanting to put his mouth everywhere on her skin. She's burning and overflowing and so close to the top of the hill inside of her chest. Ben pushes Inside of her, burrowing deep and taking up the empty spaces, and she throws her head back against the panel with a clang. Her mouth falls open, her eyes squeeze closed, and Ben keeps pushing inside of her. He pants against her face as her lashes flutter open, and she feels like there's nothing she can do but wait for the storm inside of her hips to coalesce. And when she looks to Ben to tell him he can move, the corner of his mouth is tugging upward. His teeth peek out from between his full lips. The air hot between them. His eyes rove over her face like he's never seen anything like her, and just as he starts to pull out to push back in, she spies a dimple in the corner of his lips. She gasps and her body contracts, clenching down on him, aching to pull him closer and finding no room left inside of her. He grunts as she ripples around him and chases the memory of the smile just for her. When she's floated back down to herself, finds her thighs squeezed tightly around his hips and his arms around her ribs, the only thing holding her up his eyes wide and watching her face a slow grin spreads across her lips and as he continues to pump into her with a heavy pace and breathy moans she realizes she knows how to make Ben Solo smile his teeth graze her neck as he thrusts fall out of rhythm and when he finishes inside of her with a growl she runs her fingers through his hair bringing his face back to hers and whispers I love you sweat drips from his temples onto her fingertips and he's still inside of her when his eyes flutter in astonishment his lips tremble and part into a smile when he says it back Ray doesn't even hear, too stunned at his teeth and his lips and the obvious evidence of his love for her on his face. She laughs, tears in her eyes, when his grin widens and he asks her what she's laughing about. She pushes back his damp hair and says, "I just really like your smile." The end. Oh, I
0: really like that.
1: Yeah, what'd you guys think? What'd yeah. you think of the one I picked?
0: I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was really good, and <laughs> I thought there was just like a lot of good like symbolism and like it. References that I kept going back to, and yeah, it was really
1: good. I'm not gonna lie; the one thing I couldn't something about is they're just getting it on at work. Yeah, <laughs> like what's happening? What if somebody walks by?
0: They're just like <laughs> out the middle of some they
1: can ship. sense it with the force. Oh, can they? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah.
0: Oh my
1: god. <laughs> I was like, what if somebody walks by? I just like it because it almost felt like a really long poem to me, like. Like a really long, like story poem about yeah, his. Well, that's what I was thinking. Of, yeah. like,
0: so it starts out, and it's like just references to like his mouth, and she's like worried about worried about like his teeth, like in his mouth mm-hmm. she can't see, and obviously it's like she just wants to see him smile. Yeah. And then throughout the entire time, she's like, "Why isn't he smiling? And what makes him smile?" And she finds out that it's his friends and jokes and cake, cake, biting. yeah, cake makes me smile. We seem <laughs> the same. <laughs> And, um, and then she thinks it's, you know, another girl, and it ends up that it's her, and that he likes her, and at the end, it's... it's steamy. It makes it, sex.
1: Yes. <laughs> I know, well, I love it because you guys, it, I, I know you guys c- can't see their faces right now, but, like, when I got to the, to the like sexy now. part, they were like, oh, like... Cause well, yeah, recording. Oh yeah, the recorder. <laughs> but I guess like I really like this story because it starts out so much like not explaining a whole lot. Like you just kind of slowly understand that like instead of joining the dark side, he comes back and yeah. they're just like all doing the resistance stuff together. And then this is like
0: yeah, the total alternate universe of mm-hmm. like if he, you know, at the scene where it does reference, he puts his hand out. She, I can't remember. If it says like she. Does take it or she doesn't? doesn't take she doesn't. doesn't take it. But instead of like them going their separate separate ways, he like has like a come to Jesus moment and is like, "I'm going to join the resistance. I'm going to join my mom. Join Ray. Yeah. And this is what could happen. Where like we still have this connection, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be a good guy and I like I'd it. give over all the you know secrets and all the strategies. I become friends with Poe. I become friends with Finn. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I like it anyway. And what I also liked was this was when she like does all the research about the joke, It's like yes. trying, to, trying to tell the joke and then no one gets it but Ben There's gets a cantina it. Around here. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, where is it though? Like, let's go. Like, it was just failing miserably. But like, and she's like trying to impress Ben and like I can't I can't tell if he's impressed because he was so like deadpan about it. Yeah, he was just like. Guys, shut up. She's trying to tell this joke. Like, you know, just like listen to her tell the joke and they finally get it. And it, the whole point was not even for them to get it, it was for Ben to get yes. it. And uh, and he understood that it was a joke anyway. So I liked that joke. That yeah. was super cute. Well,
1: and I also liked in it that um, Finn was the one who was like, just go talk to him if you're gonna keep staring at him like yes.
0: I love Finn yeah, I know, it really just makes sense fan. for his character, He's yeah. He's such a good uh, best friend. He, he really is. is. So anyway. Um yes, that was a good fake. Oh um, good choice, good choice. Thank a you thank end. to our Raylo week. I thought uh, it would be. Guys, please follow us on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, uh Fanfic Fanatic Pod. On Twitter and TikTok at Fanfic Fanatics. Um, you can email us at fanficfanaticspod at gmail.com. Let us know um, what fic you want us to read for our One Shot Wednesdays. Um, and for next week, we are going to be doing a low-key fic, which is, if you want to read and um, read along with us, it will be Office Hours by uh, Azure Waves. Um, that is the thick that we're going to be discussing. It's and a good it's, one. It is. <laughs> real good one. So it's going to be a Loki themed. Yes, thank you. Thanks guys. Thanks guys.